Are you feeling that groove today? Happy 2023. So great uh, to be together. Um, how many of you watched our online service last week? Uh, if you missed it, uh, wasn't, that, wasn't that a sweet, uh, sweet message? I thought it was just awesome. If you missed it, I encourage you to go back and check it out. Not only is it uh, just a really cool experience, it sets the tone for this next year where we think God is leading us where David feels like God wants us to lean in this next year. So uh, go back and I encourage you to watch that, uh, that sermon. Speaking of online, welcome to our online uh, and TV community. Of course, our friends at East and then my crew downtown. Glad you're with us today. Uh, I'm the downtown location pastor, so they're my favorite. I'm sorry. Uh, just that's how it goes. Uh, if you don't know me or you've seen me run by with a camera in my hand, my name is Josh. And it's my privilege and honor to be here today uh, to share with you and worship together. When I was in my early 20s, uh, I had the opportunity to be in a very uh, small but fun Christian worship band. Uh, we weren't famous. You've never heard of us. Uh, but it took us a lot of places and gave me a lot of uh, just cool stories of seeing, uh, seeing God work. There was this one summer, uh, we were up in northern Michigan. It was like up here if you're a Michigander. Um, and we're in the middle of nowhere at this camp for a week, and we were setting up for camp, uh, getting our gear and sound system set up. And because uh, we weren't famous, we were uh, the band, but also the road crew, the roadies and the sound guys and everything else. And so we're getting ready to go for the week, and uh, we go to make music, and then no sound comes out of the speakers. And we're like, we're in trouble. And the amplifier isn't working. And the time's counting down. We've got like 100 middle schoolers walking through the doors in two hours. And an angry mob of middle schoolers is not what you want in front of you, let me promise you. So we're kind of freaking out. We're like, do we try and drive somewhere? We're like an hour from anything. We don't know what we're going to do. And our sound guy, Chris, says, hold on. Let me go pray over the amplifier for a moment. And I'm like, good one, dude. How about a real solution? Uh, so he like, he's like, no, just let me just try. And so he goes, and uh, he's gone for a few minutes. And he comes back, and he's like, guys, it's working. It, it actually worked. And it started working. It worked that day, and it worked the entire week. Um, call it a coincidence. Call it a miracle. That's just what happened uh, that day in Michigan. Uh, a couple of years later, we were out uh, in Portland, Oregon, and we were uh, at a camp there, a similar scenario, uh, working sound system this time. And uh, Thursday night comes, the last night of camp, and we're having a little band meeting, get together. And we're looking at our schedule and what's coming up. And we have a week off after this camp, because um, our next camp is in uh, Nebraska. And Oregon and Nebraska aren't close. And so we're like, OK, we have a week to get there. But a week off means no gigs, means no money means no housing, means where are we going to eat. Uh, so we look at our bank accounts, and we're like, okay, we have, we have 800 bucks to get from Portland to Nebraska in a 15-passenger van with terrible, terrible gas mileage and feed five guys and house them for a week. And we're like, God, we need like a fishes and loaves moment here where we break our PB&J sandwiches. We just get more to last the entire week or just our gas like doubles as we, as we hit the gas down. 
and uh, we don't know what we're going to do, but we go to bed. The next day we get up. We'll figure it out the next day. And uh, it's the last morning of camp, and this youth pastor comes up and says, hey, do you have any plans this weekend? And we're like, nope, we're wide open. And uh, they said, great, would you come and play at our church on Saturday night, Sunday morning? And uh, we're like, yes, maybe there's like a basement we can crash in, or they'll give us like some food, or I don't know, provide something for us. And we're like, this is going to be way better than sleeping in the van uh, on the side of the highway and not dying. And uh, so we're like ready to go. And she says, okay, one more thing, though. I got to give you a heads up. We decided, like, as our youth leaders, we just want to bless you as a band. And we're like, yes, please, bring on the blessings. And so we show up, and they take us to our housing. And we're thinking, like, maybe there's like a basement we're going to stay in. They take us to this brand new hotel. Like, I think the paint on the walls was still wet. Compared to the camp cabin we were in, this place is like the Ritz Carlton, and we're really stoked for it. We're like, this is going to be amazing. And they take us back to the church, and they've made us this this feast of shrimp and salmon and steak and all this stuff. And we're like eating camp food all week, like French fries and like soggy sandwiches. And just this is the best thing we could imagine. Uh, And we have an awesome weekend. We play Saturday night, Sunday morning. We're about to leave. We're about to pull out from under the church awning. And they come out with a, an envelope and says, hey, we took up an offering, and we have a, a check for you guys. Thank you so much. And we open the envelope, and there's a check for $1,500 inside the envelope. That's like what we get paid for an entire week of camp, let alone uh, one night and one morning. So we're blown away. We make it all the way to Nebraska. We don't break down in Wyoming, which is our biggest fear, and we uh, eat more than just PB&J. We even ate, like, probably Applebee's one day, uh, and we were incredibly blessed. This other time of my life, um, kind of around the same season, I was going through um, just a, a time questioning, like, God, uh, are you out there? Um, like, do you really see me? Can I really trust in you and believe in you? Um, just asking God, if, if you're real, would you show yourself to me? Uh, and it was a pretty like, hard time in my life. And I prayed that prayer for weeks and months, just saying, God, would you show up for me? And then on the most random of uh, weeks, I was in a service just like this, uh, singing a song I'd sung probably a thousand times. It was probably how great is our God. Uh, And then for some reason, that was the time God chose to meet with me. And I had a sense as I was singing and praying that um, in the deepest parts of who I am, that God was saying, hey, I'm real. You're experiencing me right now. Um, And God answered this prayer that I've been praying for weeks now, in an incredibly powerful way for me. Today, in the next two weeks, we're talking about prayer. Um, It was back in October, I think, um, where Pastor David, our our lead pastor, said, hey, um, January 8th, uh, I'm away the week before. Uh, I should be back in time for the weekend, but it's South Dakota, and you just never know whether you'll be flying in and out or driving in and out of anywhere uh, in South Dakota, so would you mind preaching that weekend? And I said to David, um, 
yeah, I'd love to. That'd be an honor. Thank you so much. And I was pretty excited. So I go back to my office. I look at the, the preaching schedule of like the preaching topics. And I see that this week is on prayer. And I'm like, oh, no. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> and I was like, I can't talk about prayer. Prayer just feels to me overwhelming. Where do I even begin to talk about communicating with the God of the universe? I think prayer can be a complex, um, a complex topic. There's so many questions about it, things I've wondered, things I've been asked, like, how do I pray? What do I, what do I pray? Um, am I doing it right? Can God even hear me? Where can I pray? Can I pray in the shower? Is that weird? Can I pray while I'm driving? Do I have to close my eyes then? Or what's, what's the deal? Uh, do I, what if God isn't answering my prayers? Um, do I need to say, like, amen at the end? Let the send button that sends it off to, like, up there, or, like, amen, now we're good. I forgot something. I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I already said amen. Is that too late? Uh, what does in Jesus' name mean? Uh, where do I begin with prayer? Uh, prayers can be complex, but I think also um, prayer is incredibly simple. Prayer is about a conversation cultivating a relationship with God. So let's make a deal. I'll talk about some of the simple stuff today, and we'll let David talk about the complex stuff the next two weeks. Um, yes, prayer is simple, but prayer isn't always easy. Um, prayer can be hard work. Um, it takes discipline. Like any relationship, prayer takes work. Um, so I'm a big coffee guy. Uh, like, I'm really nerdy about coffee. Um, you might think you're into coffee, but you're not into coffee like I am, okay? Uh, maybe there's like one person here or online somewhere that likes coffee like I do, uh, but I'm, the ways I have to brew a coffee, you'd say you have a problem, Josh, and you'd be right. Uh, but with this in mind, about six or seven years ago, my sister got me a Christmas gift, which was a home coffee roasting kit. And I was really excited about it. Uh, essentially, it was just a uh, little popcorn popper. But you put the beans in here and put the popcorn popper on your stove, and you roast coffee. It came with green beans and, and bags to seal the coffee. And it came with a log and instructions. And I was really excited. I said, I can't wait. I'm going to be the next like home boutique roaster guy. And so my next day off comes, and I watch some YouTube videos. And I uh, read the instructions. And I put the coffee in the popper. And I put the popper on the stove. And I get to, to twisting and let the coffee go. And um, yes, technically, the beans did get roasted but you did not want to drink whatever it was that I made with the beans that day. Uh, the brown sludge that came out of there was not appropriate for anybody to, to consume. I tried it uh, a few more times, uh, but I never really like, got the hang of it. Like, I don't feel like I ever understood um, like how it worked. And so it's like, well, I'll, I'll come back to it later. I took the popcorn popper and I put it kind of up on the top shelf. And I said, well, when I'm ready, I'll do some more research, and then I'll go pop 
make some beans later. And then like stuff got in the way, so I put that popcorn popper kind of on the bottom shelf, like down here at the back behind the pots and pans. And then um, later we moved houses, and so I, I took the popper, but it ended up in the basement, like in a back shelf somewhere. And uh, I'm not even sure where it is now. And if you're watching, Lindsay, I'm really sorry. It really was an awesome gift. Uh, and I, it's, I had to borrow this to, for today. Uh, but when you don't know how something works, uh, these things end up collecting dust. Maybe for you, uh, praying, prayer, your prayer life is collecting dust. Maybe you tried it, but you just couldn't really figure it out. Um, you didn't get the outcome you'd expected. Uh, it just didn't work how you thought it would. Never fully understood it. And so you just took praying and kind of put it up on a shelf somewhere or back behind the pots and pans or down uh, in your basement and it's kind of gotten a little dusty. Uh, part of my goal today is to help us dust off our prayer life a little bit. Um, I said prayer is simple. Listen to how Eugene Peterson um, says this, leading up to talking about the Lord's Prayer. He says, The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with. He knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. I want to share a tool with you today that I've found helpful. Um, I stole it from a guy named Pete Gregg, and uh, it's simply this. When it comes to prayer, there are three things to keep in mind. Keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. That's it. Like a good pastor, I have three points. Actually, I have two sets of three points, so it'll be six points, but it's fine. Um, keep it simple. Uh, when you come to God, you can just come to him in a conversation. You don't need to be extravagant, know all the right wor words. There's no special formula for praying. It's primarily about a conversation. Um, God isn't going to not hear you because you prayed in the wrong order or the wrong way. Uh, you can come to God like, I mean, half my prayers start with, good morning, God, how are you? And you can just come to God very simply. Um, secondly, I think it's important we know who God is. God isn't a genie we get wishes from. He's not a gatekeeper holding a key waiting for you to say the right password or passcode or formula. Um, he's a loving father. I love in that last verse he said, this is your father that you're dealing with. I've got a seven-month-old, and uh, when he giggles, it brings me the most joy. It's like it lights up my insides. Uh, when God looks at us, he's like a parent, and like a parent wants to spend time with their children. Listen to what Zephaniah says to God's people uh, living in Judah. He says, The Lord your God is in your midst. He is a warrior who can deliver. 
He takes great delight in you. He renews you by his love. He shouts for joy over you. God takes delight in his people. He gets excited by them. <laughs> My little kid Jack giggles and puts things in his mouth and just like is having a good time. It brings me so much joy. And when God looks at you, he sees the same thing. He gets joy from you. Uh, later on, the author Paul says this in Ephesians. Watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. God isn't looking to smite you or tell you everything you did wrong or get mad at you. God wants to spend time with you. He wants to love you. You bring him joy. He's looking for you to just hang out with him, get to know him, spend time with God. So you got to keep it simple. And you got to keep it real. You don't need to put on a face when you come to God. You can come just how you are. You don't need to clean up first. You can be your real, true self with God. In Psalm 22, one of our main characters of the Bible, David, he says this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you don't answer. And by night, but I find no rest. It's the same verse that Jesus quotes on the cross. If David, the king after God's own heart, if Jesus can be honest in front of God, be real about who they are, what they're going through, then you and I can do the same thing with God. I think it helps too, uh, to know yourself a little bit. Um, if you know me personally, you know that I'm not much of a sharer. Uh, I tend to like keep things close unless I'm really prompted or asked. Um, I just don't offer up the details of my life. Uh, I actually love to share, uh, but I need to be invited to do so. But God is inviting me. And I need to remember that. As I come to God with all my, my junk, my hesitancies, God's saying, Josh, I want to share in this with you. I also hate asking for help. I like to do things my way and the right way. And, uh, and God's saying, listen, I want to help you. I know that's what, you're, what you want to do, your own, your own way, your own timing. Uh, but he wants to help me. And his way is going to be better than my way anyway. God isn't afraid of your questions. Uh, he knows who you are. He knows your deepest and worst things you've done. And he still wants you to come to him. He's not afraid of your doubts, your questions. If you're unsure, he's not going to be mad at you. He wants to work through them with you, walk alongside you, 
in the highs and the lows of life. Got to keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Uh, check out this section from the book of James in our Bible. He says, Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone in good spirits? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you ill? He should summon the elders of the church, and they should pray for him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who's sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. So confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great effectiveness. Eating my coffee. James answered almost everything is prayer. Are you suffering? Pray. In good spirits, sing your prayers. Sick, have people come and pray over you. If you messed up, tell somebody else, have them pray for you. Prayer isn't meant to be a last resort for us. It's supposed to be our consistent habit that becomes just the, the reality through which we live our lives. Prayer should be our default mode. Um, it's not easy to get there, but that's what God wants for us and wants from us, uh, for prayer to be our consistent habit that we live in. The stories at the beginning I shared where God spoke to me through prayer, um, answered prayers, those are really cool. I think when God shows up in like a real way like that, it's, it's unparalleled. But the primary purpose of prayer isn't to get God to do what you want or get something from God. Um, the primary purpose of prayer is to develop a relationship. Um, and I think I'm finding what prayer is about is, is to help me align my heart with what God wants, with the direction, um, the areas of my life, um, the plans I have to be aligned with what God's plans, God's direction, and God's hope for my life is. And as my plan aligns with God's plan, when I ask for things from him, God's like, yeah, I wanted that for you too. We're on the same page here. And he's looking and can't wait to say yes. So maybe some of you are already pretty good at praying. You're like prayer experts, prayer warriors, and you know uh, what God's like. You can speak to the truth of um, God showing up uh, when we come to him. But I bet some of us today have one or a couple of those areas uh, where we can use a little improvement, uh, either keeping it simple, keeping it real, and probably keeping it up. But let's assume for a moment I've convinced you to dust your prayer life off a little bit. And you're saying, okay, I'll try those things. But if I do, like, how does prayer actually work, like, for me in the world? And besides, like, out there, how does prayer work for me? Well, I have three more reasons or ways prayer works. The first way I think prayer works 
is God works in you as you pray. I need to pause for a moment. Um, I just need to get real. Let you know something, maybe it's a bit of a confession. Um, and our lead pastor, David, and I, we, we disagree on this. So maybe don't tell him. Uh, just keep it between us. Uh, if I'm being honest, I got to tell you today, I like cats. <laughs> I know. I, what, it, I don't, I, there's no excuse for me. I, I'm depraved or something. I, my whole life, I hated cats. I thought, what is the purpose of this useful, useless, useful, wow, Freudian slip, of this useless creature? Um, and then I married an animal lover. And now, not only do I have one cat, I have two cats. And I like them. And I think they're cute. What's wrong with me? Yeah, they are cute, aren't they? Look at his little teeth here. He's so cute. That's Baloo and that's Epo. They're sweet. Well, Baloo's sweet. Epo is terror. Uh, but you see, the more I spend time with my wife, Christy, uh, the more I begin to become like her. The things that she values and she cares about, uh, my cares and values begin to align with hers. And this phenomenon is so insane that I can begin to like a creature like that. But that's just how, how it works. And when you spend time with God, when you sit with God, when you bring your thoughts and words and worries and questions to him, he'll begin to align your heart with his. And the things that God cares about, you'll begin to care about more and more closely and more and more intensely. God works through prayer in you. Secondly, I think God works through prayer in your community. Looking back at that passage in James, uh, so much of what James calls us to do requires other people. Um, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. Have others pray over you. Prayer doesn't only happen individually. It happens uh, in groups. Think about the Lord's Prayer. Um, our Father who art in heaven, the first word there is our. It would lead me to think that Perhaps that's meant to be prayed not alone. If you say, our Father, or at least on behalf of more than just yourself. I think prayer works in your community. When you pray for something as a small group or with people you care about, when you see God answer those prayers, living through those moments together is so powerful for you but also for your closeness connections. You trust God more and more together as a group, as a community. I know it can be scary to pray in front of somebody else. Uh, some of you are terrified to do it, and I completely understand. That's normal. You're normal. But you can pray in a group the same way you pray by yourself. You can just keep it simple. You can keep it real. And you can keep it up don't need to be 
intimate. You don't need the right words. You just come to God in front of others. Prayer is as much communal as it is personal. If you want to grow closer in community, try coming to someone you trust and confessing to them, saying, hey, I did this and I shouldn't have, and I need God to work on me. When they pray for when you share those things, and you bring those things that were in the darkness into the light, God will begin to root out the stuff that's buried deep inside you as you confess that in prayer to others and to God. Lastly, um, God works in your circumstances. Uh, he works in you, in your community, but also in your circumstances. Um, sometimes he even does miracles like fixing sound systems, like uh, putting gas in big vans and uh, answering little old me when I cry out for him, saying, God, please show me you're out there. I know it can feel like miracles are only for other people, like God only changes other circumstances. Um, like maybe you feel like you aren't spiritual enough, aren't a pastor, aren't this or aren't that. Um, but I think God can work in any circumstance. And I just, if today, if you're here and you're telling yourself, I don't think God can work for me, I want to tell you that I think that you're wrong. God wants to work in each circumstance. Later on, the next two verses in James, he continues, he says, Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed earnestly that it would not, that it would not rain. There was no rain on the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain. The land sprouted with a harvest. He was just any old human, but he prayed earnestly. doesn't say he prayed perfectly, said all the right words, followed the right set of formula, whatever, um, but he prayed with earnest. And I guarantee I don't pray perfectly if there is a perfect way to pray, um, but each of us can pray with earnest, like Elijah. So what do we do, what do, we do with all of this? Um, Let's go back and recap. Uh, how do I pray? You keep it simple. You keep it real. And you keep it up. How does God work? God works in you. He works in your community. And he works in your circumstance. If you want to apply those things this week, I have a couple um, simple but great action steps for us. Uh, the first thing is there's a prayer app I want to tell you about. Uh, I've been using it recently, uh, and you can put in, like, things to pray for, but there's a daily prayer rhythm that I use, and each day uh, as I drive to work, it prompts me through the Lord's Prayer, and I pray as I'm driving with my eyes open, uh, and it talks me through our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, and then invites me to pray. And it's really simple. If you're, like, only prayer ever has been, oh, God, help me. You can still start with this. It's a great tool, a resource for you. Uh, I think it's been great for me. It's helped me be consistent. I get an app push every day that helps me remember. Uh, and the second thing is coming up January 26th, 26th 
is our uh, 24 hours of prayer night that we're launching with uh, our worship gathering. We're going to be praying and reading scripture at all of our in-person locations over 24 hours, uh, broken up into half-hour blocks. And if you do the math, a half-hour praying, a half-hour reading scripture at the same time, it's two people times three times 24 hours, I think is 288 people. And so we need a lot of people uh, to be part of this. Uh, And you can pray for five blocks if you want to. You can come and just be here for the whole time if you're really ambitious. Or if you're like, I haven't prayed for five minutes, let alone half an hour, uh, don't be intimidated. Uh, It'll be so simple. There'll be no pressure. Uh, Just come try it out. If you're really scared, just sign up and drag a friend along. You can split it half and half, okay? 15 minutes each. Uh, but I think this will, this will launch our year, our focus on prayer and trust uh, into 2023, and God will use it in a powerful way. Lastly, um, since I've convinced you all to pray regularly, uh, here are three things to take with you to begin to pray in your prayer times. Ask God these questions. God, how do you want to work in me? How do you want to work in my community? And how do you want to work in my circumstance? And then listen. And as I, I really think that he'll share things with you, that you'll hear promptings if you give him the time and say, okay, great. That's what I want to say, God, make it happen. And I think you will. Do you join me today in prayer? God, thank you um, for today um, that the God of the universe um, loves us like a loving parent, that you want to meet with us, um, that you want us to spend time with you. Would you help us believe in the, our deepest parts, in our heart of hearts, that you would, um, that you actually want to be with us, that you care for us, and you love us, and you take joy over us. Uh, Help us to feel that today and know that uh, in our being. Uh, Help us to be consistent this week. Um, Give us a hunger and a desire uh, as a church to be people who who pray, who spend time with you. And as we do, align our hearts uh, as people and as a community and as a church uh, to what your heart is for us and for your mission for us. If people are here today and they're wondering, like, um, can God hear even me? God, would you speak to them today, right now, and let them know, yes, you can. God, we love you. We thank you for speaking to us, in us, and through us. Uh, It's our privilege to work alongside you for your kingdom come. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.